Hello, and welcome to another edition of Lost in Criterion. I'm John Patrick Owatari Dorgan with my co host. I am the Adam Glass. Uh, this week we are watching Fritz Lang's first talkie, his 1931 production of M. <laughs> Thank you for using the word talkie, Adam. <laughs> I wanted to. Hey, listen, it's, uh, it's, uh, no, no, period it's appropriate. Thank you. We're gonna watch a talkie now, uh, are we going to talk like this for the rest of the episode? No, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't oh, do that. Okay. In other news... I'm sort of <laughs> disappointed, Adam. Well, you can if you want, but it's already annoying me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. My, my face is getting sweaty. So this is Fritz Lang's 1931 M, uh, which uh, is is a pro psychological thriller. Is it talking? It's, uh, it's his first. It's his first picture with sound, um, though it, it certainly doesn't overuse sound. It's, it uses the sound very well, but it also uses. Although it is nice that his first film with sound, yeah. I was not aware of this. Uses the sound to solve yes. the crime. Yes. Thought that was very... neat. If I had known that this was his first sound film. I, that would have been way more impressive yeah, while I was yeah. watching. Yeah, that is that is certainly off-screen sound features features very dramatically into this. Um, uh, you know, sound sound adds to the scenes, which is not you know when movies first started using sound, that was not always a thing. You know, no, 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 no. The fact that the sound is yeah. useful, the sound is useful rather than just being overbearing and annoying, is yeah. a fairly rare thing this yeah. early end. And the use of the use of silence, the use Film of silence audio. in this movie to, to add drama to a scene. You know, we get a lot of sort of overhead shots of police filling the streets in quietness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is, the only part that bothers me about that is every so often the film speaks, yeah. which is a little yeah. bit during those scenes, I guess, to yeah. move things along. And I'm like, when did this become <laughs> a Benny Hill scene? Yes. I don't know what happened here. Yes, Why things, are we moving it? Things like are a little sped up sometimes. It's very, it's very, it's it's off putting to say the least. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really yeah. a little bit. Um, this is also uh, Peter Lorre's first major film role. Um, he plays he plays our villain here. Um, it is his first villainous role. He was a comedic. A com- yeah, and he <laughs> would later go on to play yes. Doctor House and several other important no, characters. No, that's, oh, that's a no. different Lorre. Uh, no, Peter Lorre, uh, oh, you know, yeah, he's been, you know, he's he's a villain, a villainous character yeah. in a lot. I mean, he has the greatest yes. eyeballs oh, ever. His eyes, his eyes are wonderful. And we get we get a very great, great use of his eyes in the final scenes of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we get a couple but, really uh, good ones. But, yeah, that when he's looking over his shoulder yeah, for that yeah. M. Yeah. Or sees that yeah. M. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so he has, he has wonderful eyeballs. Uh, he was a comedic stage actor, which, you know, you need good eyes to be a comedic actor on the stage. Um uh, this movie was actually banned by the Nazis for being offensive. They attempted to shut it down uh, prior to production, uh, despite despite the fact that the Nazis weren't in power in 1931. It was still a Weimar republic. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, the owner of the studio that was to be <laughs> to produce the film uh, was a Nazi sympathizer, and uh, the original title of the movie was "The Murder Among Us." And the Nazi party said, "Oh, that's going to be a movie criticizing us because." Look at us, um. <laughs> right, right. right. Well, so self-aware for a group yes, of murderers. Yes. Uh, 
Wait, wait. We are a group of murderers living among among, among our fellow Germans. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so the story is the story is that they said uh, they they rejected it based on the title um, and assumed that uh, it would be about them. And you know, you could read it as a sort of parable about the rise of Nazism, but it's weird. Uh, Lang did not mean it as such. Uh, yeah, and who would well, be the Nazis? you know, this sort of always be vigilant against. Against the, against the murderers among you, I suppose. Watch out for what's coming. But I still argue that the criminals who Shanghai him take him to the basement well, are the yeah, Nazis. Yeah, it's you know that's a very that's a very it's a kangaroo. Everybody kangaroo is the Nazis. Everyone's in Nazis okay. in purgatory. It's, uh, no, but uh, but this movie this movie was Lang's favorite of all his movies, uh, according to Lang himself. Um, well, kind of understandable. This is an, an excellent, excellent movie, um, and and as he has said, you know he. Uh, you know, the entire point of this movie is summed up in the last line, um, and it's it's to its detriment, I think, <laughs> the way it's summed up yes, in the last line. It's so but the entire point of this movie is is to convince mothers to pay more attention to their kids to keep them from being murdered. Yeah, be more aware yeah. of where your children yeah. are. This, uh, you know, it was originally kind of a rip from the headlines thing. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the murders they talk about in the opening section. Uh, all attributed to the same person within the film were murders of children around Germany in the in the years directly prior. Really, um, the tw- so I guess it's kind yeah. of understandable that he might yeah, make a film yeah, exactly. like that is the point. But it's, saying it is totally unnecessary. Yeah. It's like it's like a two by four yeah. over the head. It's like yeah. wait, what? You know, we got it, Fritz, man. Yeah, We're and that on is board. that is definitely murderer takes your children as they walk home from school because you don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, done. Understood. Um, Oh, this is speaking of the uh, Nazis not liking this, uh, and and also not uh, understanding the movie. Um, they the, do that a lot, yeah. and we've actually this has come yeah, the, up multiple the, times. The Nazis in our hating the movie and, and because they don't understand it. Yeah, not because, but mainly because they yeah, don't understand yeah. uh, it. the uh, the absolutely absolutely terrible. It goes without saying, terrible nineteen forty uh, German anti-Semitic propaganda. The uh, the Eternal Jew which uh, cites a lot of different media sources to complain about Jews, uh, complains about Pete Laurie. Uh, and Peter Laurie's not actually a Jew, um, but that's, uh, that's beside the point. Um, not relevant. The, that's not relevant to yes, a Nazi The argument. Jew Laurie in the role of a child murderer, not the murderer, but the victim is guilty, according to this film, which presents the criminal sympathetically to gloss over and excuse the crime, which it doesn't do. It doesn't... It, it doesn't no, present him. And, and it actually, does present him sympathetically, but not to gloss over the movie or gloss over the point. Right, and it certainly does not present his victims yeah, as, as yeah, in the wrong. Absolutely not. It's really I well, like I was talking about before we started recording. Um, I was amazed at the way this film portrays this type of um, yeah. insanity. This this I was. It was so conscientious of the fact that Laurie's character, while not necessarily sympathetic, is not yeah. evil per yeah. se. He, he that the, he he is an, I cannot yeah. control and himself. that's and he and and Laurie does a very good job of making that. Yeah, he sells that. He sells that, and he does his it. Acting. He, yeah. He's an amazing actor, and it's it's kind of unfortunate that. that his amazing acting is kind of wasted on a bunch of uh, bunch of random villains throughout the rest of the noir. Um, 
era. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But no, he's he's great. Um, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, this movie is also, and and you know, a, another point of it being amazing, being Lang's first sound movie, is that this is uh, one of the first movies to lo- use the idea of a leap motif. Um, you know, here it's in the Hall of the Mountain King is very much tied to uh, Laurie's character, Hans. Um, and, right. you know, we hear that and it's even, you know, it's used off screen so that we know he's there. And it is ultimately what unravels him is that he whistled it. He whistles it whenever he's feeling overcome with his urge to kill, to kill children. Um, and he whistles it in front of a balloon salesman, a blind balloon salesman, who later hears him whistle it again and knows that it's the same person because he recognizes the whistle and he remembers when he heard it last. That he, yeah, that he heard it the same day the yeah. girl was murdered. It's no, it oh yeah. man, yeah, the sound is very yeah. impressive. Like this is the kind of thing that you would find in a modern yeah. police drama. A lot of the thing, it's really amazing. I I I think I've made it clear in the podcast before, but I'm a huge fan of police yes. dramas, specifically like I love procedurals. This one's a bit weird because. The police are not ultimately the ones who are good at yeah. being police, um, but nonetheless, it is a procedural yeah. in a lot of ways, and it does all the things a procedural does. We've got smoking in a room. <laughs> we've we've got talking around a table. We have a dude with a compass drawing a circle around the crime yeah. scene while they like at, while they talk about searching and interviewing Interrog- people. Interrogating witnesses. And... Yeah, but with no yeah. dialogue. Instead, just heavy music. It's got everything. Yeah, yeah. there's. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's really, it's really wonderful. Um, and and actually, that smoking reminds me of one of one of my favorite little moments is that the amount of smoke in the room, uh, it c- continues, continues to, to build. build to show the passage of time. We we cut from the police and back, which is brilliant oh, yeah. because by the time we get to the end, it's like. <laughs> Yes, you can you hardly really see. Can. You really can hardly see. There's some just shapes yeah. moving. It's wonderful. Um, the camera. I like to believe that the actors were all forced to just <laughs> probably the entire probably. time. Um, yeah, the camera work in this movie is absolutely amazing as well. Um, you know, it's very, very, uh, very German expressionist. Um, but you know, there's but there's just there's a lot of really interesting things they do, like uh, you know, um, when we uh, when we follow the laundry lady upstairs. And she has a conversation with the little girl's mother, who, who's who's murdered. The little girl whose murder is ultimately what what sets off the plot of the movie. Um, they the camera jumps 180 degrees in the middle of a sentence, and it just the editing yeah. there is so amazing, um, <laughs> really tight, really great, and it could be it it be. Yeah, and considering the yeah. era and the other kind of films that were generally yeah. being made at that time. This is yeah. beautiful. It's really well done. Very, yeah. There's, um, like I said, there's some problems with like speed <laughs> yes. a few times, where you're like, why are the policemen yeah. all walking so fast down those stairs and stuff like that? But like, in general, no, it's just great. Yeah. And then we get some like sort of aerial shots, which are really unexpected. Yeah. Um, and, there's yeah. there's there's one wonderful moment uh, when we first meet. Lori, and it's it's not even when we first meet him because we don't even see we don't see his face until about a half hour into the movie. We don't know his name oh, yeah. until an hour into the movie. We are really like 
as soon as you see him, you're like, oh man, he's totally yeah. the murderer. But they don't tell you that he's yeah, the murderer. Even, even when you at see that him, time. it's not it's not necessarily explicit. You're, you you realize that he's the murderer just because yeah. of what yeah. he looks like and what yeah. he is. But when we when we like his when weirdness. we first see him, when he walks up to the girl, the girl is reading the poster about him, about the murders, mm. and he steps up, and we see his shadow fall on the word murderer. Yeah. On the poster. Right? That's amazing. And that's, you know, it's highlighted and it's... <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, no, it's, it's great. It's pretty yeah, subtle, but it's wonderful. wonderful. Um, there's, you know, there's also no on-screen violence. Uh, Lang says that was an active choice for the child murders because, you know, then, then the viewer kind of fills in whatever atrocities... Right, it's yeah. that whole whatever happens in your head is way worse than anything yeah, I can show yeah. you. And and you know that's kind of idea. Certainly, and understandable too why he would kind of pull yeah. that anyway. Like, why would he want to yeah. show that? Like, there's no. It would accomplish nothing. Yeah, they do it. It doesn't move the story along. There's no blood. They no do it less uh, a little later into a to a great. There's a great discretion shot actually uh, when the criminals. Um, so the criminals are are after. The murder too, because the increase the increased police scrutiny uh, has made it impossible for them to yeah, be criminal. So, so they want to catch him so that the police will relax and they can go back to doing doing their normal crimes. Well, and also they talk about how he's ruining yeah. their good name. It's kind of a valid point that like they are criminals, yeah. not psychopathic murderers. But they 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 find him and they follow him to this uh, to this building, this office building. Uh, and in trying to figure out how many other guards they and there are there, uh, they catch one watchman and they're interrogating him. They've got him tied to a chair, and he's not talking. So there's this threat of a punch, and and as we get the threat of the punch, everybody who's watching outside of the room, and we see this, turns they, around. They they crowd oh, no, goes they in, crowd right? toward yeah. the window, so yeah. we don't see the connection of the punch. We just see the suggestion that it's about to happen. Yeah, and then and then how? Yes, the the screen. We can't hear anything that's going on in that room um, because we're outside, but but we still hear the how of of him being hit. Yeah, it's really there's so much so much good about this movie. No, there. It, oh man. Here's what I'm going to say. The only so we've talked about the final yeah. sequence, the unnecessary moral yes. statement. The only other thing I didn't like in the film, ball shot of the <laughs> primary detective, like homicide detective. What the hell was going on yeah, there? Like we spend like a minute on his testicles. It's a really low shot of him leaning it's back in a chair. Really upsetting. Yeah, it's 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 weird that that exists. Um, I do not yeah, understand that shot. It was totally weird and unnecessary. Yeah. It's like more. It feels more like the director maybe just wanted to play around. It was like, I wonder what this will look <laughs> I, like. I think. I think maybe that might be true. Um, like, and really didn't think that one through. He's like, man, I really wish we had shot maybe, that from a different Maybe we're angle. just not familiar with the actor. Maybe he was very famous for his balls. And uh, right, because you could almost see a bulge too. <laughs> yes. It's weird. Because like, you spend enough time on it where it's almost impossible not to look. It's right. It's center it's, screen. Those are, those are, that's framed, yeah. right? Yeah, and they're huge, right? Like, the, the, that area of his body takes right up most of the screen. Yeah. And it's like, why? I don't want to look at this. And he's sweaty yeah. and talking on the phone. And it's like, oh, is this building suspense yeah. or just to make, like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, this this movie, 
You know, that doesn't necessarily still build suspense, but this movie is a very suspenseful movie. You know, oh, and yeah. and it, it just, dwells. It's really weird because we we just finished with another movie that's supposed to be kind of a mystery, yeah. right? It does just a lousy job of telling yeah. a mystery. Yeah. This just does such a good job. Yeah. Even once we know who the killer... I mean, we build suspense for a while before we even find out who the murderer yeah. is. And then even once we know, just will he get caught? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, how who's going to catch him? And the, uh, the, the dwelling on the paranoia and, and the, the infighting, that, you know, the false accusations and... And what this does, mm-hmm. what this does to a community of people, um, yeah, is really fascinating yeah. to watch. Yeah, like where yeah. they're and it's very yeah, there people are like getting into fights over yeah. businessmen, you know, businessmen are accusing then, like, each that other. Big big guy gets yeah. a yeah, that big guy, they they that guy with the yes. glasses gets gets harassed by the street. very tall man, and that's a that's a great shot too. Yeah, I love like that shot too. Where the tall man is like fifty yeah, feet tall, looking, yeah, looking down at him, um, and it's just this mousiness looking up. It's a it's a great shot. Um, one thing that I do love is when we first see Laura's face. Uh, it's in the middle of this sort of section montage of police proceduralness. The uh, a a city official and the chief of police are discussing what's going on. Uh, as far as the investigation goes. And yeah. we get inner cuts of, you know, them, them doing, doing those, those things. things. Which is, again, totally a police yeah. procedural yeah. standby. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. Well, we can't show you everything that happened because it took five <laughs> yes. days. So we're going to just give you a rough idea yeah. and, like, show you an example of that thing. But that during, we even see it in, um, what's it? Um, I am uh, yeah, I love does that too. They do it a little bit yeah. longer than this, but that's a longer movie. But, yeah, but I mean, it's still it's a, yeah. it's a trope yeah. that I think we almost see kind of established yeah. here. Yeah, certainly. Um, but yeah, uh, there's one moment during that montage is is the first time we see Lori's face, and that is uh, as as a psychologist <laughs> yes. describes the very clear madness of whoever did this. That you know, the same. You know, as Laurie himself says later, kind of establishing that whoever did this probably can't even control himself when he does it. Um, right, and that maybe when he's not doing it is yeah. not so weird. Yeah. It's not yeah, and when he's when he's not normal. doing it, he's just a normal member of society. And and it's basically as he says that we cut to Laurie. We have Laurie yeah. in his apartment <laughs> playing with his face in the <laughs> playing mirror. with his face in the mirror. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty much him playing with his face in the mirror tells you he's a murderer somehow. <laughs> it tells him he's unstable, like, I guess. He's he's trying to look. Which is weird because I play with my face in the mirror he's all the trying time. To look at and I'm like, am I a murderer? Well, have you have you ever killed any children? No, but every so often I play with my face in the mirror. It's a, it's a thing. It's stepping stones. I think people. Stones. Right, right. I'm Listen, like though, two, three steps away from. At the same murder. time, Pat, I've. I've read Catcher in the Rye, and I've never tried to assassinate anyone, so... That's true. So have I. Oh, man, I'm doomed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, one thing I really I really like early on uh, is, is this sort of, you know, when we get to the suggestion that the first little girl has been murdered, um, the mother, we follow the mother, and she's, the girl's not home, the girl's not home, she starts calling for her. She runs out, she yells her name, and we get 
the echo of the mother's voice calling for her daughter uh, over, you know, a bunch of empty set pieces, the empty playground, an empty chair where her dinner should be, and then we get one of the field, and the ball we saw the little girl playing with rolls on the screen and stops right in the center. Hmm. Um, and then we, uh, we cut to the balloon that we saw the murderer buy for her earlier, um, stuck in some power lines, and that's it. You know, and there's... You could read this if you really wanted to, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's part of that, it's part of that, you know, whatever horror you want it to be, that's how horrific it is. You know, there's, there's no evidence not to suggest that he's not just killing them, you know, and it, it, Yeah, we have no information. Yeah, yeah we build our own nightmare yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, it can, it can get deeper. And deeper as you want, you know. And we don't know how he's killing him. There's never any discussion about... Right, and it's really... Which is actually a really interesting thing to see in these kind of... Because you don't really see that in later dramas of this type. Yeah. We almost always in dramas of this type later, we find out about the crime via the discovery of the remains of the dead. Especially in modern crime dramas like this. And it's really interesting that they never seem to find... Well, they do mention that they find the girls. Yeah. They, they do mention bodies. the fact that they're finding the girls. But, but there's no... They don't mention how they died. Yeah. They don't mention what happened to them at all. They don't mention, like, where they're found or anything. Not... Apparently, the, the state of those bodies is not relevant to the investigation. Yeah. Which I guess maybe fits for 1931. I'm not sure what the state of police investigation procedures well, were. At, at the same time. time, we do have a certain amount of forensics. They take, they take, uh, they're yeah, they're taking. They take fingerprints off the postcard he sends to the paper, um, and they argue that yeah, they say well we're trying, yeah. but there's a thousand fingerprints on yeah, this thing because it was sent through the mail and everybody's touched it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just it's yeah. I mean, we do. It's just weird. It's it's interesting that we start having or the f- story starts having already established that like we already know there is a murderer. Yeah. He's out there. He's already killed eight yes. people. We don't start with, which is just a different procedure than you see in most modern police yeah. dramas. It well, it's we have. Yeah, we already have a murderer. Yeah. He's out there. He's murdered, and everybody's already scared yeah. of him. We start we start in the fear instead of instead of trying to establish the fear. But we still we still right, draw which us is nice. I mean it's an inter- it makes for an interesting yeah, and story. the way the way it humanizes that fear and draws us in really fast with, with focusing on the mother of the latest victim for the first little bit. Well focusing yeah, focusing on the even, victim herself yeah. and then going to Well, her. yeah, the build up as we see her yeah. and you're like, Oh, she's doomed. Yeah. This is awful. It's a really like you can really feel the feelings yeah. that that, that Fritz Lang wants us to feel. Yeah, he's he does a very good job of making us feel what we're supposed yeah, to feel. He's, he's very very good at that. Which makes the Nazis all the more confusing. <laughs> yeah, because how can you watch this movie? You have to how can you watch this movie? Disturbed yeah. and not feel symp- like empathetic for the mother yeah. and the victim. How do you watch this movie? Like that's the, I mean they you build that right at the beginning. You are horrified about what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's. Uh... I was going to say, I was go. going to say maybe the bad. Nazis are paranoid, um, but I <laughs> yeah right oh man that never would happen. Um, no, it's just like it's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, 
and yeah, that alone defeats the argument that the the victim is yeah, yeah the the bad is the is the problem. Yeah. I mean, you know that this little girl didn't do anything yeah. wrong. You watch her fall into this trap, and you are terrified for yeah. her. Yeah, and it works. It works so well. Yeah. Oh yeah, and everything from that point works very well. Like you get, we get. We when they set up the fact that the criminals have to do something about it, you totally believe yeah. that because you watch the police shaking them and down. The fact, the fact that that whole thing, that their meeting is paralleled and and you know they're finishing each other oh, line, yeah. in other's lines as they cut between the oh, meeting of wonderful. the criminals and the meeting of the uh, the you know the police and and the the you know, the, the upper class of the city the city officials. Having their meeting, talking about it. Yeah, city council yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They're yeah. popping back and forth between the two meetings. They're going on, and <laughs> as the smoke builds, yes. oh, it's yeah. wonderful. Um, there's one interesting thing. The the safe cracker is what the English translation calls him. Uh, the the sort of head of the criminal organization, the the driving force of them finding him, and the guy who eventually uh, heads their little kangaroo court at the end um, is uh, he. <laughs> One 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 place where the Nazis wouldn't be, have been uh, quite so paranoid. Uh, I have read that uh, you know obviously obviously the Nazi the Nazi Party was still around at the time, and and the hierarchy was pretty well established within the party before they came to power. Uh, apparently, he based his look uh, very much on uh, on like Goering. Goering. Um, yeah, I yeah, can. The, that's the black leather long coat and the and the skin tight gloves, and the and the bowler. Yeah, and I, I yeah, and I think, but at the same time, it's it's reasonable, considering what was going yeah. on in the country at the time. That that would be your archetypical. Yeah, it's just you know, it's 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 a menacing man in power. It's a menacing man in yeah, power. Yeah, menacing man in power. Yeah, look, yeah, and there's a man in sort of a dark power, yeah. not in like official power. Yeah. Because we're still not in a world where the Nazi Party is an official, yeah, exactly, governing body. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's understandable why he would do that, yeah. and it comes off quite well. I mean, the Safecracker is the the criminal organization is interesting because it is the only part of the movie that's slightly unbelievable. It, it's like well, it's, they're this organized. They're that organized because they have to be. I think. Yeah, and, and you get into this really interesting question inside yourself, because I don't know from the movie whether or not they were organized before or if they become organized because of the well, situation. Well, it seems to me the suggestion as that meeting starts is that they are the heads of different sort of, you know, families or guilds or whatnot. The people there are different types of thieves. You know, we have the street... Right, yeah, we got pickpocket, we've got... We've a, got the, the street uh, hustler guy here, the magician doing card tricks, um, you know. And and the first thing the safecracker asks when he gets in, after he tells them, he calls them idiots and tells them to close the blinds. Um, the first thing he says is, you know, are you, are you in a position to make decisions for everyone? Right. But the way it's so official, at the same yeah. time, it kind of sounds like this is the way we start all of our criminal organization meetings. Yeah, he really, he, he's really... And so it's a little bit ambiguous about which it is. He's really following Roger's rules like, there. It's... Yeah, right? It's like, okay, all present, <laughs> yeah. say I. You know, it's like, yeah, Robert's <laughs> rules of order are apparently totally applicable in a uh, 
in a criminal meeting. No, actually, well, I mean, hey, actually, the meeting has to flow. Actually, on on that note, if you've never watched The Wire, that is a show to get into. They eventually use Robert's Rules of Order uh, in in the Baltimore drug gang organizations. Hey, you know, sometimes you just need yeah. the meeting to move along. Yes, yes, and it's 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 wonderful when that starts to happen. It's really great. But uh, anyway, in this movie. <laughs> A similar thing happens. Every, You're out of order. Versus, I've yeah. got, but now I've got to watch this movie now, or that TV yeah, show because it's a big investment. But that's it's amazing. That's it's a great show. It's more, that's just to get to that yeah. point. I'm going to watch Criminals Use Robert Rules of Work. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean it's that's the only thing I was a little. But it's a good setup because we want. It's nice to see that like it gets so bad that. Everybody yeah. is taking an active interest Absolutely in this everybody. case. And you know, the, the criminals are always, obviously have a sort of self-interest in it, um, but at the same time... But so does everybody else. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants their kid to be kidnapped. Yeah. And, and then when they call the meeting of the criminals at the end for the kangaroo court, yeah. it quite a few of those people are personally invested yeah. rather than yeah. professionally. Like, there are women shouting, think, yeah. Yeah. Think you, the you don't understand and, because you don't have kids, you know. Yeah, it, it becomes a really yeah. like yeah. oh well, not all these people are doing this just out of yeah. professional self interest. And they they talk about that earlier too, you know, when when they're uh, when they raid that bar and the bartender, you know, tells them, you know, sorry, yeah, these women are are prostitutes, but you know, some of them have kids and they're all, you know, they're they're just as as worried yeah, about and things. Yeah, anyone in anyone in this building would murder the man. Yeah, given half a chance. Yeah. and then they. They try to, and, and I yeah. I love that court scene. I love that court scene, and of course, you know, it's we have to. <laughs> I love everything about this movie, but uh, yeah. but that court scene because they they set up they set up this kangaroo court, and you know, obviously they're going to find him guilty because they've already captured him. They know what's going on. <laughs> I love <laughs> that got, they give him an advocate, though. but they give him yeah, they give him a defense attorney, and the defense attorney makes a pretty good argument. You know, he's shot down. But it, yeah, he shot down. But it's it's really amazing because he shot down not because his argument is invalid, not acceptable. He shot down because this is a court meant yeah. to find him guilty. Yeah, yeah exactly. They uh, they want to find him guilty, but there it's just this, and that's you know that's what makes it a kangaroo court. You know, it's right? Exactly. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. If if that weren't the case, but then they it would still be go. Real court. They still go through all the motions of of allowing him to defend himself, allowing his 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 defense attorney to speak, even though they try to interrupt him. He he demands to to finish. You know, the defense attorney makes a good defense for him, uh, on the same lines as as what what Hans himself says. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm compelled to do this. I have no choice. In the matter, I just I it builds and, we get, and builds we kind and of get builds into the yeah, and the only relief is to give in. And, and the weird thing about the film is, is that the main topic is you know guard your children, yeah, like they are precious, take care of them. But there's also a really strong undercurrent about what do you do with people in this situation who cannot control themselves, yeah. who. Do things that are totally unacceptable in society, but are not in their right minds. Yeah, can't just kill them outright because. Yeah, and because we already see that, like that, leads to just a sort of weird barbarism in yeah. that courtroom scene. This like, yeah, we must murder this person. I mean, yeah, and it becomes a sort of murder. Yeah. Uh, 
and the uh, and yeah, the, the 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 gallery there makes us you know they they have a good point. What happens? They make very strong arguments yeah. about like what happens when he gets out yeah. or escapes, and then does it all over again. And we get into the the debate that people have been yeah. having yeah. about this problem yeah. ever since they discovered that these people have a mental uh, yeah. problem and. It's really fascinating that that is a secondary argument of the film that's not resolved per se, well, but makes you think about yeah, it. The, the primary Who's argument right? of, the, of the movie is that society needs to take care of the kids and, and keep an eye on things and make sure nothing wrong is happening. But the secondary is that it is society's responsibility to make sure that elements like this are taken care of as well, are neutralized. Right, and we hear, yeah, we hear the um, defense attorney, I guess, for lack of a better word, argue that it's the society's responsibility to render him harmless. Not necessarily kill him outright, but make him harmless. Yeah, you know, I guess the suggestion there is is to uh, lobotomize him. But, yeah, but, but you know, I not. mean, you, you know, know, there's a lot of ways to make someone harmless. Well, but we wasn't he already in the register? F- didn't the police find yeah, his name yeah. he, through? He found they found him because he had been released. Um, right. And then, then, so that adds another layer yeah. of like, well, he's obviously already gone to jail or gone to a mental institute before. Yeah. And they weren't able to take care of him. Yeah. But does that mean they have to stop? trying and like they didn't lobotomize him the first time yeah although they most definitely will this time but this is also 1931 and so there's not a lot of there's not a lot of other choices yeah yeah we've not gotten into the age of pharmacology really and so well give me that hammer yes Uh, um uh, yeah yeah right give me an ice pick uh but like it's it really does get to it, but then again, he's not lobotomized or not. He's not dead. Yeah, it gets into it's a very fascinating subject, and it also kind of does say, "Take care of your children," because these people are out there, and society tries to take care of them, but won't always succeed. Yeah, and 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 you know, even so, even when yeah. society tries to take care of them, you can't take care of a problem until it presents itself. You can't. Right. And you can't rely yeah. on society to watch your children for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, it, which is unfortunately a very paranoia uh, inducing uh, lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that I, I'm curious to know about after this film came out, what German family life was like <laughs> for a good year or so. Yeah. Like about like as far as like. Yeah. How because like you see in the film like moms start meeting their trying to go pick their child up from school yeah like and then the daughter like that one girl he almost gets away with it or one of the ones yeah where that he fall he is following says I wanted to meet you halfway and the mom's like why like (laughs) you know why you shouldn't be doing that I was coming to get you yeah 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 there's yeah it's it's a very it's very interesting the movie itself deals with with that all very well it shows what would be happening it shows realistically what would be happening it's not yeah what would happen to moms in that situation although i find it a little unrealistic that the the mom we start with yeah is not yet concerned even though there have been like eight murders well the uh the poster talks about um 
you know, it happening outside of Berlin. It's these kids here, oh, those guys okay, there. Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not familiar with enough uh, familiar enough with German place names to know how far. Maybe those are other neighborhoods. I don't really know. Yeah, but, but it's it's suggesting that police think they might be related. Um, it doesn't it doesn't say well. There's a murderer on the loose. It says well, there right. might and be. And well, and then you take into account the fact that if this film is semi based on actual events, yeah, like as you said, that this was a time when murders murders of children were taking place around Germany, yeah, then it would also make sense that like, yeah, that's based on what's happening in the real world at the time is like, oh, are these all connected or are these all? You know, Lang, one guy, Lang, or is this everybody? Lang names like six different active serial killers. You know, in later interviews, people who were who were later caught but were actively murdering people in Germany when he was making the movie. Um, so yeah, but you know, at the same time, there is I, I I kind of my argument kind of falls apart now that I think about it because they're very they're already marginally concerned because they yell at the kids for. Well, and, and the singing. one mom says, like, well, at least we know they're still there. Yeah, as long as they're singing, we know they're still there. Um, you know, they're, they're singing that terrible murder song, which, you know, it's, yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's just a nursery rhyme. It's no worse than, you know, London Bridges. It's, it's a little right, more explicit, it's, but... Yeah, and it's weird, though, because, like, it. yeah, I just find that those mothers' behavior is a little bit yeah. odd considering what has already happened. Yeah. They're, because after that last little girl, yeah, they're concerned, but they're they, not. It goes nuts. Uber concerned. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which I just think is a little bit odd. It is kind of odd. I think. I think you're right. But that's how. How else do you make a movie, right? Because like, if they were already all super concerned, then there's no way that the parents. Yeah. There's no. There's no. Let, there's no way that that girl would get kidnapped. There's no so. rising action if uh, if everybody's already but, but on high also, alert. Which is also really interesting because that last girl gets nabbed. That we see that he basically gets caught in the act of, right? Yeah. And somehow she still gets nabbed despite the fact that everybody is like, yeah, on like operating at like a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, which is kind of obviously kind of where the lesson has a little issue too. You know, you can't. There's you can't. No matter how vigilant you are. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always the argument again between freedom and security. So you know, you can't. Right, but I mean, yeah, but he makes a valid point with that that like even we, but that, that, that's not necessarily a detriment to the argument yeah that, like no matter how hard you try yeah that doesn't mean you shouldn't try yeah right? exactly. like exactly so but yeah uh, uh what, <laughs> what else we have to talk about i love watching hugh uh, hugh Laurie. it's not hugh Laurie, oh. fat Hugh Laurie is I British and not even born when this movie came out. I know, Adam. I know. Well, the first time was a joke, and this time it was an I accident. Um, Peter Laurie's character locked in that room is just fascinating to watch. Yeah. His desperation. Yeah. It's just amazing. As they slowly close in on him, it's wonderful. Yeah. I love and it. And his, his monologue when he at, at the trial... You know all the all the points where we focus on Peter Lorre's character are great. Are great because Although he is I such a great. I have to ask actor. a question. I have to wonder about one thing. Okay. Why are the criminals so obsessed with catching him? 
in theory, he's locked in this building. Yeah. They could just post guys around the building. And call the police. And just wait for him to come. Or... Yeah. They could they could call the police. Yeah. Or they could just wait for him to come out in the morning. I think it's... If you've got an entire criminal organization. You could just have enough dudes hanging around. I think... It's impossible for him to escape. Part of the point is that they are so desperate to get things back to normal that they don't want to wait one more night. Right, and, and they I kind think, of overreact. Yeah. And the other half... Which is why they all get caught. Yeah. The other half, I think, is that they are so desperate to clear themselves of this... That they want to, they want the to actual... be the guy who catches them. Um, but but that alone makes it sort of yeah. weird that they yeah. choose to have a kangaroo court. Because yeah. if they murder Again. him yeah. Even if... in silence, yeah. without the police ever knowing that he is gone, that doesn't fix anything. Yeah, it doesn't them. fix anything. Because it's going to take it's going to take several months for the police to realize. Wait, yeah. these po- these children murders are not going to happen yeah. anymore. And it is by it is by coincidence that the police even know they have arrived, you know, at the same conclusions that this guy is clearly right. the guy doing it. But it's by coincidence. It's not by anything that the criminals know is happening. And, well, you know, and the weird is... thing about it, yeah, is that it's nice to see, though, that the police would have also caught yeah. him. Yeah, That's nice that they've got the right guy yeah. through regular police work, not kind of the weird criminal police work that they do. Well, they do they do, uh, they do. do a very Holmesy and uh, Baker Street Irregulars. They they hire all of the, all the right, homeless people, yeah. the beggars around the city. Right, and, that, and that's... Good. I mean, it makes for an interesting story. It's yeah. just it is nice that the police got to basically the same guy yeah. at the same rough time. Yeah. They don't know where he is, but they know where he will be. Yeah. And and he would have been. You know, unfortunately, yeah, he would have been. Criminal. He would have been directly after another murder. And that is right, you know, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But but they would have caught in the context of this story. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of we've already got eight on the plate. Why? I mean. <laughs> What's another dead child? Who well, cares? Well, and then I, I could have lived. I could have lived with the story going a little bit different. Yeah. With the 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 criminal scaring him into fleeing to his home. Yes. And the police nabbing him. Yes. But then we would have had a little bit not would not have as mad as much time for the moral arguments about whether or not. Yeah. yeah. He deserved to die, which made for a very dramatic and compelling scene. So yeah. I understand why they did what they did. And and having or why those... he did what he did. Yeah. Having those arguments in an actual courtroom, um, I think would have. I don't think the state would have responded in the same way. So we would, we it wouldn't have, have been had yeah, a very quite much, as dramatic. Very much a different dynamic. If, right, if and it, it would have been less. His procedure. life is hanging on the line too, yeah, because yeah. you know, in the regular courtroom, it would have been judge slamming gavel and saying "silent to the court," yeah, or something yeah. like that. And which is fun in a movie, but it is nice that you can watch the character exhibit true fear that these people are going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Which man. Peter Lorre does a wonderful job of because doing. Because he has, he has great eyes for emotion. Fear, yes, he does. anguish. Yeah. Surprise. It's just... I'm kind of curious what they look like when they're happy. <laughs> and not creepy, I'm going to murder a child happy. <laughs> Actual, legitimate happiness. Um, yeah. Well, we can Google those pictures later. Um, right, right. We go Google image search. Yes, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre, not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. I can't think of him. You know, I'm really only familiar with him as as the sort of 
dramatic villain Bad guy. character. Yeah. So, you know. Um, it doesn't, yeah, it, it uh, but yeah, well, and he is somewhat sympathetic in this movie, which is yeah. unusual considering yeah. the other well, roles he's, he gets. Yeah, and he's, he's more he's sympathetic. Not, I don't know what, the, yeah. But it's not, it's, it's, our sympathy for him is based solely on his defense. And if you buy into yeah, his it's based defense, on the, yeah, and, and well, obviously and we're, we're meant to. Yeah. We are meant to, but we're also, I think, also much more modern than the people who first viewed this film yeah. in our understanding of this. Well, the, the argument the argument is being made for the disorder because the everyman, yeah, it is. And the it, everyman's it's, reaction. It's the same argument that you yeah. get now. Yeah. The right? everyman's Basically. the everyman's reaction is the reaction of the the people in the gallery of the right. of the people running the court. You know, what's it matter what he says? He still did this. Yeah, we know he did this thing. Yeah. And this thing was evil. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not he feels compulsed or whether whether or not he's making the active choice. He still did it. He's still a murderer. Right, and, and as far stopped. as we're concerned, that yeah. means, yeah. yeah. That's enough. So, you know, that, that, that bit is making the argument that, well, that's not enough. Because, you know, he, he needs help. He doesn't need punishment. He knows what he does is wrong. Right. And as soon, and we see him remorseful over yeah. his actions. Yeah. But we also see him do them. Yes. And so it's like... So, it's, you know, it's... To, to a point, he is presented with sympathy, but at the same time, he is not presented as a right. hero. We don't, in, yeah, we don't, we don't we, feel that he is a good man yeah. or something. We yeah. know that he is basically... The yeah. bad guy, but they're not. We're not. We're in no way, as 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 the Eternal Jew puts it, glossing over the crimes or excusing. No, the not crimes. even a little bit. Yeah, not even a little bit. In fact, you the movie. I know that it's about children because yeah. thank thank you, Fritz Lang, for that last sentence. Yes, but really, to me, it was more a dramatic at that end about what do we do with these people? Yeah. It was it was all about that about and it's and it's in that turmoil you're supposed to yeah. feel inside of yourself about well we watched him we know that he murders children and then you know, yeah we also know that he can't help it and yeah that's more for me was more the main yeah. thing for the and last that's that's 20 the punch ago. of the movie because it's it's what it's what you come away from this movie talking about it's yeah you don't yeah come away talking about oh we should take better care of our children yeah. you come away. That's what you end up feeling to a certain yeah. extent as a parent. Yeah. You think, oh, man, I need to be. You, Yeah, it's really that you come away talking about that yeah. argument about yeah. what to do with people in this with this problem. Yeah. But you come away th- worrying about your children. Yeah. And the movie, the movie doesn't Very even necessarily present a solution. It just verbalizes no, no. the problem. And it's a time. It's a time in humanity's history where that problem wasn't being verbalized. So the yeah. very, well, the very uh, yeah, yeah. So in verbalizing the problem, and you know the the whole the Nazi reaction to it, you know the Nazis had attended, uh, the Nazis killed as many you know, people in asylums as, as anything else. You know they 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 didn't like the mentally disturbed either. You know it's yeah yeah they weren't we out to understand anything psychologically. Um, yeah, you get into yeah well. It's not, you can't go down that road very long without looking in the mirror. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, you, like, and 
it is in a certain way justifiable that they would feel that this is about them. Yeah. Because again, you we are people we're talking about people who are at this time actively arguing that the mentally handicapped should be euthanized. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so it's not hard to make a mental <laughs> leap to that last mob scene that yeah. hey, these That's... guys are bad guys. These guys are not terribly sympathetic characters who are arguing that this man should be euthanized. Well, yeah. he won't he'd be murdered, but you get my yes. drift. Yes. Um and at that point, we're not terribly sympathetic to the mob. Yeah. They are you... kind of wild. They are somewhat animalistic. There is a yeah. there is a portrayal in their behavior. Even though, like, the mothers make valid arguments about, we, you know, what about our children? What about when he does it again? They are portrayed as somewhat uncivilized. Yeah. And, that, and there is this sort of hint that, in the movie, it's not real strong that the belief that murdering a man because of his mental disorder is barbaric. Yeah. It's not the main plot, but it's there. They're, the way they're shown, the way they're kind of out of control is leads you to feel that way a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I forget I mean, where I was going, but I made a point, I think, somewhere. Well, as, at the same time, you know, if you if you put yourself in the mindset of, of a mother... Exactly. Uh, it's, so... know, it's a very sympathetic. Uh... Right. Exactly. And 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 the mothers, the mothers in the group, very much you feel that way towards them. Ugh, this film is tough, Adam. Yeah. Wonderful, but basically, you we could unpack this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Because he the 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 director, with the help of Peter Loy, puts. Show po- puts on film a conundrum of society that is not yet solved, that has no definite solution, and eh, so we're forced to just deal with it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. But yeah, it's exactly that's um, one one. I suppose if we should try to find some problems with the movie, no, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I thought I thought policemen walking really fast and sort of Vinnie Hill yeah. style is well it was yeah there was that and there were there were times in the movie where it was a little slow um but mm, really yeah I guess maybe but I really didn't okay a few of the talking scenes yeah were got a little bit like oh man especially when we were you know that scenes where they're switching between the two groups discussing it's like man you guys yeah. do a lot of talking they were they were a little long and we could have but you know at the same time they were very they were pointedly their like they needed to be where they were so right you know. and 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 they do bring up points that become significant yeah. later in the film about like the psychiatrist yeah. pointing out that like this man is mentally disturbed yeah i might but but i might also appear regular in his daily life and they, i mean they're bringing up valid points throughout yeah. the no you're right you're right you're so i really there's not a lot. It didn't feel slow paced to me. I yeah. did not feel. I mean, maybe it's because I love to sit and watch hour long crime dramas anyway. Yeah. But it felt good to me. Uh, there were some weird bits, but they were mostly, I think, because somebody was basically pioneering an idea. Yeah. An entire type of like film, dra- or like a film genre. 
in a, in a certain way. I mean, I don't know about silent crime dramas. Perhaps there were quite a few. Yeah. Um, but it felt very original. And so, yeah, there are some little stumbling points here and there. But this is definitely going in my sort of, yeah. of the Criterion films we've watched so far, my top ten. Well, like I like it's I up said, there with four hundred blows. Before, before you know, I didn't watch this specifically for this. Um, you know, I have seen this movie before. It has always been one of my favorite movies. So yeah, I I, I love it. I think I we don't have to find something wrong. It's a yeah. great film. No, it's a so great about, movie. I, okay, I'll give you something wrong. Some okay. of the silent sequences were a little too long. Yeah. Sometimes we go without sound long enough that I start going hmm. Is there something yeah. wrong with my Netflix streaming yeah. account? Yeah, where 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 you actively start to think, oh, uh, did something happen? Yeah, and that happened to me. At least right, once. right, yeah. I can only imagine the audience going, hmm. I wonder if the sound is broken. Yeah, but uh, you know, at that point, you know, Lang being Lang's first first sound movie, um, you know, maybe they weren't. It was less. It was less of a issue mentally. When things yeah, were and quiet. I also kind of wonder if they had not yet grappled with the concept that you see in modern film: silence is bad. Yeah, there's usually, always unless there's you're trying to make a really important dramatic point. Yeah, silence is usually a no-no. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, one thing one thing he's pioneering here um, is is that when you have silence, it's when you upsetting. go back to having when you go back to having sound. It's that cue. It's that right. something Some, important's going on now. Yeah, and also I think he may or may not be pioneering the idea that a lack of sound is mentally upsetting to people yes. who are surrounded by sound. Yes. Because silence is not a thing in the world. That is up there too. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's... Who knows? <laughs> right. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great... Lang is a great director. Um, this is one uh, of my favorite Criterion films now. Yeah, check out some of his other work, too. Uh, I, I was telling Pat earlier about uh, a movie he made just prior to this called, uh, I believe, The Woman on the Moon, uh, which is a sci-fi movie about a trip to the moon, and it is... It is I will have to check it out. It's very, very well done as well. It is a silent movie, though. Um, but, yeah, it's, of course it is. This is his first sound movie. Right, right. So, and if he did it before this film, then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um I watched it on YouTube, and I don't know if the music accompanying the YouTube version is uh, the original score, but it is amazingly epic and wonderful. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you once again for listening. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for talking to me, Pat. Always oh, a pleasure. Yes. Uh, I will we'll be back, see you uh, next time. We'll be next time to talk about David Lean's 1946 interpretation of Great Expectations. Um and a very interesting fact about that, apparently David Lean did not read Great Expectations before making that movie. Hey, you know, uh, neither did I. Well, there you go. All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time.
You've been listening to Lost in Criterion, a production of With Two Brains. The show is hosted by Adam Glass and John Patrick Owatari Dorgan. Jonathan Hape did the music, and Adam Glass also edited it all together. Feel free to contact us by email via lostincriterion at withtwobrains.com or join us on the web at www.lostincriterion.com.